Never miss out on an opportunity like a good recession. Jack Welsh. Man's time here is finite, but the influence of a man is infinite. The question is what shall we do with the daylight that remains? What's up guys? So today we're talking about how to survive a recession. The title says three ways to prepare for a recession. Now, uh, there's way more than three. That's just a good title. So I'm going to I'm gonna give you my, my bonus uh, strategies, of course. But I think before we get started, it's important to know uh, what a recession is and, and some of the indicators that suggest maybe we're we're due for a recession or how we're coming to that, that conclusion. And we'll go into these in more detail in the next video. But just to, to kind of throw it out there, how you might gauge a recession is so first of all, I mean, one of the big ones is um, the federal fund rate, the interest rate. It's been bottomed out for uh, basically since COVID kind of hit the US. And uh, we really couldn't afford to do that having bottomed it out in 2008 and it took so long to recover just up to two and a half percent which is still very low and then bottomed it out a second time so it seems like we are at least according to that due for a recession or at least in a, a slowed economic we have reduced economic strength in our economy and when you reduce the interest rate that's in the intention is to actually boost the economy because of its weakness uh the unemployment rate is is unusually high it's been bouncing back and forth over the last few years but we were very low and now we're very high and so the unemployment rate would of course play right into a weakened economy uh, the treasury yield curve or the inverted yield curve, those are both interesting ones. Um, the smooth U.S. recession probabilities indicator. So there's there's a bunch. Uh, Warren Buffett indicator, the debt to revenue ratios. You can look at a chart where we have like bar graphs of, of debt and a line graph of uh, revenue in America and currently we have this very sharp downturn in the revenue and some spikes in the debt. So that's not a good thing to have those out of whack. There's also a, an increasing gap between the wealthy and the poor class. If you didn't uh, watch my video about uh, you know the case for the rich paying the poor kind of thing is, is there, uh, the rich, the billionaires in America increased their, their wealth by a trillion dollars since March. So they could literally write a check for $3,000 to every American and still be wealthier than they were in March. So that's another um, indicator that, you know, economy is not strong for everyone and, and only the largest, maybe most economic um, economically stable companies are really thriving while a lot of other stuff is really struggling. So now that we've laid out a few of those things that that kind of show the, you know, the maybe impending recession is upon us, uh, nobody can can really gauge when that might happen because there's so there's millions of factors in an economy. And so there's no way for you to sort of time economies and time, you know, bears and bulls kind of thing. So um, essentially, 
I'm saying that, you know, a recession's coming. Well, you could you could always say that and be right, but it seems to be pretty close. And and like I said, it's a fool's game to try and guess exactly when that might happen. But uh, what we do know is that there's patterns throughout history, and we literally have these short-term debt cycles where we kind of, uh, you know, borrow lots of money, and then at some point we have to pay that money back. And so that tends to create these normal uh, booms and busts or, or short-term debt cycles or recessions, right? And we get through them. And then there's long-term debt cycles, and those are more like Great Depression type stuff. And a lot of people think we are much closer to a Great Depression than just a typical recession. So that's that's one reason that I'm kind of gearing up is like maybe, maybe the next recession will be worse than we um, have grown accustomed to for the last you know, 70 years. Uh, but I don't want to be too doomsday either. Uh, you never know. We could we could have a lot of economic growth and boom that's completely unexpected to us right now. Or we could have natural disasters that completely contribute to a downcline. Like, you just don't know. And so um, it's best to just be prepared. So to jump into some of these things, let's just start with the easy ones, right? Eliminate bad debt. If you have credit cards, high interest loans, things like that, just eliminate them as soon as possible. But that's just good money management anyway. So that's not necessarily specific to a recession. That's being smart. So playing right into that, live by your budget. You know, don't max out your income. You need to have money left at the end of every month, not month at the end of the money. And so... Um, as we're kind of thinking in terms of a recession coming, I like to think uh, of myself and my own expenses and things like that. Could I make ends meet on a worse job, right? Right now I'm in a comfortable job. I seem to make decent money. But if I lose that job because of a recession, could I make ends meet at like, you know, working at a restaurant or some construction job if construction's still out there or, um, you know, Whatever types of jobs you have access to that are typically stay around, right? Grocery stores, things like that. They, they stay in business because we all have to eat. But not every industry stays in business and not every industry is affected the same in a recession. If you remember the 2008, that recession was very focused around the big banks and the housing market. Now that spreads out to a lot of other things, but... That was the big industry, right? So I was actually in construction at the time and the construction market essentially disappeared. And so that was a you know bad place to be. But can you make ends meet in a different world, in a different industry? It's a good question to, to ask yourself and, and a good way to live. My wife and I try to make financial decisions based on our sort of lowest level income. And um, if we can make it work on that, it's a go ahead. If we can't, then we should save and pay cash. Which brings me to my next one, have cash available. You definitely want to have access to some cash for sure. Um, cash is not a good asset when we're talking about growth and wealth building, but it's it's the system we use to trade. And so you need to have cash available. The bank is expecting to get paid cash for your mortgage. <laughs> and if you can't do it, they'll take your house, right? So you want to have cash available so that you can make those payments. Now, every financial advisor across the world basically says you should have an emergency fund, right? I would try and beef that up a little bit as we come into a recession. Um, 
you know, as you're coming out of a recession, maybe there's a little more hope that like, hey, I've got a few years before I'm going to need this again. But we've been going on, what, since 2009, basically, without a really significant recession. And here we are, it seems that we're in it, at least partially with COVID, but um, it could be get, get worse. We're, we seem due, right? And so you want to beef that emergency fund up. I would try and make sure you've got at least six months of living expenses in some sort of cash form that you can access. That way you can make payments without a job. You can eat, you can clothe, right? It's, it's, um, it's critical that you don't get desperate in a time where many people are desperate, right? Because you're not going to get the value out of the assets you have. Stocks will be down. Gold may be down, real estate might be down. Like essentially, in a recession, most things come down. There might be a few things that spike because it's the safest place, and people run to put their money in it. But most people are going to get less than val- their value out of most assets. So you don't want to be forced to sell things at that time, at the worst time to sell. You want to sell when things are high, and, and of course, buy low. But uh, in a recession, you may not have that option if you don't have access to cash. So make sure you've got something. So that that could be your emergency fund, your savings account, your travel fund, your your entertainment fund. It could be your short-term investments. I like to keep a certain amount of money in the stock market that's like, you know, this is sort of like my day trade play money. and, And if things go bad, I just pull it right out and I'm good to go. I've got that in addition to my emergency fund. So I try to have sort of access to like an entire year's worth of living expenses where my family could be comfortable without a job. And, uh, you know, we would, of course, lose a significant amount of wealth, but uh, better than losing your house, better than losing your cars at the worst time to possibly sell. So um, do your best to have multiple income streams. Uh, this is a big one for any kind of wealth building, but uh, especially in a, in a recession, you don't know which things might be hurt the worst, uh, which types of sectors or markets might be worse, uh, affected the worst. And so if you have multiple income streams, maybe some will survive, maybe all will survive, and you'll be one of the lucky ones that can really capitalize in a, in a downturn. Um, but that could be, you know, side hustles, second jobs, um, freelance, it could be investments, stock market, dividend stocks, things like that, real estate. If you can get your hands on multiple income streams, you're much more safe when it comes to, you know, a time when jobs are disappearing, your income, those small incomes can really change the world when people are desperate. A couple of non-financial things that you could do is, of course, sharpen the saw, as Stephen Covey says. Make sure that you're, you know, sharpening yourself, investing in yourself and your mind, your talent, your connections, so that uh, you're, you know, just slightly better than the competition. If you've never read the book, The Compound Effect, you need to take a look at it. Um, you know, if if you're just slightly better than the competition, you don't just make slightly more money, you make exponentially more money. And in a time of a recession, when competition is high for the few jobs that are out there in in various sectors, you know, if you're just slightly better, you may be the lucky one that gets the job while everyone else is struggling, right? That also applies 
to a good time, a good economy. If you're slightly better, you might be the one that gets the promotion. You might be the one that wins, right? And so you make exponentially more money. Constantly sharpen the saw, and and then keep your network warm. Uh, make connections and keep connections with other people, different industries, people you've worked with, friends you know, new you know, and haven't connected with for a while. Reach out. Make sure you've you've got some uh, you know feelers out there in in where people are and what positions may be coming and going and things like that. There's nothing better than having a good network that can refer you to good jobs at any time, much less in a recession. When it comes to your investments, you want to have a diversified portfolio and not just as diversified across uh, you know multiple companies in an ass in a sector or, or across multiple sectors, but even uh, like competing assets and various countries. So not all countries are affected the same, uh, particularly in this case, you know, China seems to be the next strongest market or at least emerging market. And so they may have some booming companies at the time that America has a decline. So as a protection against sort of all things, you want to get these, as Ray Dalio calls it, an all-weather fund where you've got multiple asset classes, multiple countries, and you know, you're know you basically hoping to maintain wealth across all those different assets because some will surely be hit some may do you know very well and others sort of mediocre and so the goal is to just not lose wealth right if you cannot lose money you're going to win and that is critical in a recession not losing money is more the game than making money in a recession which in that case uh you're essentially hanging on to assets and giving yourself the ability to then capitalize on new assets as you know, things start to turn around and look up. Now, here's my, here's the big one that you need to be a savvy investor, money savvy, uh, in order to do this. But in a down economy, that's the best time to make to make yourself wealthy. Not necessarily that year, but in the years following a recession. Essentially, since you know the history of America, every time we have a recession, we have a boom right after it. The bottom of the next recession is higher than the bottom of the last recession as far as economic growth because there is true growth in these booms and busts. Okay, and so as we come out of recessions, that's where people make extreme wealth, they're able to acquire assets during the you know economic sale everything is everything is on sale houses are on sale stocks are on sale gold's on sale like it's all on sale so if you have the ability to actually acquire assets that's when you're going to make a lot of money in the coming years and so in this case you may be able to leverage your debt and in order to make more money. Now, I'm a little hesitant to say that. Leverage debt to make more money. It is the Robert Kiyosaki rich dad way. And that's true. But a lot of people become bankrupt from trying to leverage debt. So you need to educate yourself on a market, on an industry, and understand how debt works, how the incomes work, how much can you put down, how much revenue can you get from this asset, things like that. You got to be you got to be savvy in order to leverage debt. You can't just get more debt 
buy a bunch of junk, you know, consumer debt, stuff like that. That's the opposite of the rich dad way. So don't be confused about how to leverage debt. You need to educate yourself. But there's a couple things. First of all, your debt could actually uh, pad you against, you know, bankruptcy, foreclosure, etc. If, um, you know, the bank doesn't really care how much you've paid for your house to date. If it's not paid off and you stop making payments for a long enough, they'll take all the money that they've already accepted and the house, right? So in a recession, if you don't have a pad, you may want to withdraw some, you know, do like a cash out refinance and get some money in your hands as a cushion to make sure that you can then continue making those mortgage payments without a job if that's the the scenario that ends up coming your way. So leveraging debt to accumulate assets may be the best way to grow your wealth in the coming recession. So those are the ways to endure a recession or prepare for a recession. And so let me know in the comments which one you liked most, which ways you're preparing to um, get through this recession and survive it. And uh, also, if you're a YouTuber and you're interested in analytics and help in ranking your videos and understanding how you can compete, I recommend TubeBuddy. So I'll put a link in the description. You can follow that link and get get those resources resources for as little as four fifty a month. So I definitely recommend that one. All right, guys. So that's my lessons. Thanks for watching, and we'll catch you on the next one. Hey, thanks for listening to the entire episode. As a token of gratitude, I want to give you a discount on my book, Ingrained. Head over to bronsonwilkes.com store and download Ingrained for less than a dollar with the coupon code GOALS, G-O-A-L-S.